Yes, it is the Step Mace Podcast, back for another week. Holy smoke. How are you, boys? Good. First day of autumn, boys. Good. Summer are, is done. The leaves are falling. What a joke of a summer. What a joke. No, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to paint a picture. It was a joke of a summer. It was, there was not much, there was no fires. There was not much heat. I don't think, um, I don't reckon we, if there even had been fires, we would have just been like, oh, fucking, I don't care. Just, yeah. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm done. I'm, fu- I'm fucking sick of it. If we had fires this year as well, what a fucking year. What a fucking year this would have been if we were also on fire. Well, there were some fires in Perth. They had some bad ones I over just, there. I just, I don't need to know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that would have been a, a, an interesting uh, messaging out there. It was like, stay at home, but leave home. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, like, that yeah. was, it was during their <laughs> lockdown, so that was literally the thing. It's like, you need to stay at home except for you guys. You need to run away from the fires. Unless you're on fire. But, you know, socially distance. Yeah, 1.5 metres, guys. Holy cow. Well, welcome everybody to the Stepmates Podcast. What is this, number six? Number six, episode number six. Holy cow. Give us a big fake round of applause, the yellow button. Holy yes. <laughs> we did it. Um, no one thought we could do it, but we did it. We did it. We made it to the, the, the difficult sixth album. Everyone yeah. doubted us. Everyone Holy fucking shit. doubted us. We did it. And we had a um, we had a massive uh, Patreon podcast on Friday. No, Thursday night. Thursday released night. on Friday where we tested the bag that I found on the run. Um, it was actually kind of a disappointing run, wasn't it, boys? Like we, we, we tested the bag and we found out that it had absolutely nothing in it. I think this is sad trombone. It looked like it was maybe Ritalin, according to the test. A I, slight reaction to Ritalin. It was probably talcum powder mixed with a, the tiniest bit of Ritalin because the dealer was obviously like, well, this will give them a little mini high, but they'll they'll be like... Oh, it's not bad drugs, but it was bad drugs. It was bad drugs. So that's why they, of course, that's why they abandoned it. We'll keep an Um, eye out for more bags though. But we, um, we still had a bloody good, um, bloody good Patreon podcast, uh, on Thursday night. We ended up having a few beers. There's some uh, still lying around the studio here. Uh, And some, yeah, some very sticky table again. I don't know what's going on in these rooms when we have a good time. Um, (laughs) you know, we ended up having a couple of, couple of beers while we're doing the testing, got away from us a bit. And then jumped in the uh, into the into the podcast studio. I haven't listened to the episode, uh, but we've gotten some feedback that uh, it was it was sounding a little looser. It was a little loose, yeah. It was a little loose. It's very different today, though. We've got a couple of green teas in here. Yep, I've got a bottle of water. The boys are on green tea, mm. not just green tea. Green tea with toasted brown rice. Thanks again to Green Tea for your wonderful support of the program. <laughs> I'd never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I, then, I don't know. Apparently, and then your is. girlfriend came out and was like. Do you want brown rice in your tea? <laughs> what? Yep. It's not bad. It's not bad. The Japanese, they are on the frontier of technology. Put rice in anything. Tea technology. They'll put rice in anything. Those <laughs> Japanese. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very good. So how's your week been? Lucky, how was your weekend? How has it been since uh, how since I saw you on Thursday? Uh, it was not too bad. I went back to Ballarat. Uh, my sister was putting on some community theatre. Bit so, of community theatre. Yeah. My so. least favourite type of theatre. <laughs> wow, we. What How defines that? what defines community theatre? Uh, I think it's no I, one gets I don't paid. Even know. No one gets paid. I, Traditionally, I, I think it was this. It, it's pro, it was like a step above community theatre because I think they're getting paid in like a profit share model. So it's like if they make any money. Yep, the actors will see a bit, but right, which means they make no money. I don't um, think they sold it. So. The, it's for the love of the game. For the love of the game, and we're at fifty percent capacity because of COVID. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not looking yeah. good, guys. But you get to keep the shirts. They were uh, they did a good job. It's it's not necessarily my uh, medium of choice. <laughs> You're no. trying to look. Like, he's trying to toe the line between like paying it out and respecting his sister. Yeah, like, he's like being supportive. Yeah, yeah. being supportive. <laughs> 
How so? Yeah, talk talk to us about what was the what was the content of the show? What were they putting uh, on? Billy so Elliot? no, it was it was pretty abstract. They had a bunch of interviews and that they they'd gone out into the community and like interviewed a bunch of people and then they were reenacting the interviews. And I already knew this because my sister had told me, but my friend, well, friend of the pod, Callum, mm. he after the <laughs> after the show was like, yeah, it was not bad, but they um. I don't know that like they were umming and ahhing a lot like and I was like oh no 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 that's part, that was part of the show like because it was interviews. <laughs> 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 it didn't seem like they knew exactly what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah yeah yeah. Study Actually, the lines. But um no they did a really good job. It was it, it, the whole night was like there was a slam slam poetry person uh, after. Oh yeah. Um who all, like you know like <laughs> was it hats off like it's it's not, it can't be easy like going up there. Uh, <laughs> Again, not your cup of tea. It's yeah. not exactly. It's not a like. green tea with brown rice, is it, Lockie? It no. wasn't. It, no. It was. It was a very. It was a very soggy Lipton. <laughs> oh, uh, that sounds horrible to me. <laughs> that does sound horrible. But you, but you're good on you for supporting your sister. Yeah, no, I, I did my bit. I bought. I bought two tickets, so you know. Yeah. Profit share, guys. <laughs> um, is that it, what you did? You bought two tickets. I bought two tickets. Yeah. Oh, you're one, a good brother. Yeah. Like the missile didn't come along. It was just you. You but you, you paid double. Oh no, no no she came she came. Oh right. Oh right. Yeah yeah no I didn't I didn't just double I up. Thought I thought, yeah I thought you just said fuck that. Felt really bad. You're like oh I'll buy two tickets. I'll just buy two tickets. That's nice of you. No, 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 no. No, I'm not that good. One yeah. per person. Yeah, um, nice. Oh, well done. I mean, yeah, no, the, the, yeah, it, it was fine. I, I did like, I don't want to shit on people for putting themselves out there. Um, cause like obviously performing's not easy and you got to start somewhere. So good on them. It did remind me. So Mark, when we were on the writer's retreat, I overheard you telling a story about performing on the X Factor, and I didn't hear the full story. Oh, really? I, I, I heard like like a thirty second snippet of you being like, "Yeah," and then they like booed me off stage or something like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So it was Australian Idol. It was back when I was in high school. I was, oh, so I was it was like Australian it was full Idol, full blown Australian Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like, that was like the first big format when it came out. Yeah, like, yeah, it was Australian huge. Idol came out. So I wasn't on the first season, but I was on the second one. And I was also in the third one. Who were the judges? Uh, so the first year it was Dicko, uh, what's his name, Mark Holden and and Marsha Hines. Yeah. Marsha. Marsha. Oh, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Some big names. Um, and the first year I I, I I just went in with pom-poms and I sang like, oh, Dicko, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blew my money, Dicko. <laughs> and then the joke was I just kind of, at the end of it, was really serious about wanting to get through. Right. Like, so am I going to Sydney and all that sort of shit? Um, that's, I just sort of wet my, uh, you know, wet my appetite for it a little bit there. Cause it wasn't much, but I got on telly. So um, you actually were on the TV. Yeah, I was on telly. Does this clip exist? I'd love to see it. I've never seen it before. We, I think I've got it on VHS somewhere. We'd have oh to, um, my God. we'd have to convert it into DVD Please. and then upload it digitally. <laughs> um, or fuck, we need to find someone that can do that for us. How old um, were you? Uh, so I was in year nine, I reckon year yeah, nine right. or year 10, maybe oh, I was I'm pushing it now. Um, even, and then the even back year, then, he knew he wanted to be a star. He knew he wanted to be a performer. <laughs> and it's really strange as well because you go in for the, the first round and it's like, it's you know, when they, they make it out that it's all happening on the one day. It's not. It's It was all happening at Rod Laver Arena and they do these like big broad sweeping oh. auditions. And you go in front of these first fucking plebs and then you get what's like a pink ticket. And then that gets you through to the next round, which is in front of like the executive producers. So I've done this and then I do, you know, I do the fucking pom-pom thing again in front of like the executive producers and they give you this blue ticket 
And then you get to walk out into the room full of all these cunts and Andrew G and fucking whatever his dickhead mate was. And then you, you hold the ticket and everyone's like, what the fuck did that guy do to get through? Um, <laughs> like, shit, can he sing? And, and there's like cameras following you around. And then you have to come back a couple of weeks later and film the actual show. Oh, what? Um, yeah, so that's when that's like they do it at, I think it was like Eddie Hat or something. And you go up like the things and they film you basically all day. There's like a roaming camera. So does that mean they headhunt the like really yeah. shit people as the well? Shit ones, the shit ones they've already oh vetted God. and gone, you are so bad, you're fucking coming through. Yeah. Um, and then the second year, I decided to we, step no, it up no, a year. No wonder they think that they're special. They're good. They yeah. think they're good. Because they're like, yeah. oh, we're literally getting like picked. Yeah. And the, um, and the both rounds of audition people, including the executive producers, are feeding this to them. Wow. They're going, you are great. You are fantastic. You're possibly the best voice we've ever heard. And they're just like, fuck, I don't know what's up. They, and they'll say That's things so like... Mean. It's really awful when you think about it, isn't it? Like, It's awful. Yeah, it's all about... It's like, no one of these people are fucking, you know, killing themselves with depression and anxieties because they fucking deserve it, these these producers. Of well, yeah, you're show. talking about the producers, <laughs> not the singers. No, not the singers. <laughs> they do not. They deserve like, it. I got to see some telly. It's all good. Um, no, these fucking executive producers deserve to fucking die. They're fucking... They're the worst. Um, but then the second year I decided to step it up a gear. So I ended up hiring this like full lion costume, um, massive fucking full on lion <laughs> costume with this giant mane and shit. And I walked in, I made it through both rounds of the auditions, uh-huh. um, and then finally got through. And I remember just at the end of that as well, I had to do this interview with this like person from the media who like, they ask you all the questions like, so why did you want to be a singer and all that sort of shit? And I'm like, lady, like. I'm dressed as a fucking lion. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really want to be a singer, yeah? Like, everyone's pretty clued in. And she's just like, so anyone in your family got cancer or... Yeah, right. Shit like that. They're just trying to... And I was like, fuck off. Like, I'm leaving. Build the narrative. Um, and then I come back and I bring a bunch of mates with me on this day as well. Um, and in the audition room, like, they're, they're filming everywhere. And they're getting me to do things like get the whole room to sing, like, a Wimblewet and all that sort of shit. And I'm doing all that. And I'm dancing around as the fucking lion. Um... I went downstairs to have a dart and there was, um, I think it was, what's his name? Um, Kyle? Sandlin, uh, Kyle Sandilands. So it was yeah. the year they got rid of Dicko and put Kyle Sandilands oh. there. And he was having a dart and he looked at me in the lion costume and just fucking scowled. Like just <laughs> did not want to Doesn't like lions. Like just doesn't <laughs> like lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of the jungle. It was yeah. just competition for him. So I knew I was in for a bit of a bad day. I went upstairs and I was next into the room. I go in there. And my, my act was I'd, I'd kneel down for like 20 seconds as long as I could fucking hold it. And you can hear like the cameras and the jibs all moving and all that sort of shit. And you're staring at the panel and I've just got my head down on all fours and I just hold oh it for as God. long as I could. And then I just bust out like a... <laughs> and I go this like big like Lion King medley. Um, and at the end of it, they were just like... I think Kyle was just like... Is that it? Oh, what? <laughs> and then some other fucking clown said something. And then Marsha, the bitch, she turned around and she was like, now listen, I've got friends who are in the Lion King production and they do eight shows a week. And I'm just going to apologize to them Whoa. for what you just did. And I fucking, I got really upset, but put on a brave face and started to do these things. Like, hey, look, I'm not lying. <laughs> All right. I understand it might have been a bit poor, 
I understand the performance might have been a bit raw, but I'm just trying to get some pride back in the family, all right? The main reason I'm here is for my family, and I'm going on and on and on yeah. about all these different, and they're not liking them. They're liking them as much as you blokes are right now, <laughs> right? Absolute fucking, absolute farts in the room. And um, they were just giving me absolute peanuts, which is not part of the, what they should be doing. They should be fucking, you know, pandering up a bit, you know, like fucking yeah, playing, to yeah. the, playing to the gig a little bit. A bit of banter. Um, bit of banter. So I walk out. And then I, I fucking, I go, nah, fuck this. And I walk back in. Oh my God, you were <laughs> one of those contestants. I walked back in and I'm like fucking, I'm like 16 years old. <laughs> like I, there's no reason for me to get this fucking angry. And I flip out at these cunts. And like. No way. I Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was like, there are three types of people that come into this room. There are the good singers that get to go all the way through. There are the bad singers that you've already vetted and you get to pick on. And then there are people like me that know they're no good but are here to entertain. And you guys, we're fucking signing your checks, you cunts, and went on about it. And the fact that you can't even fucking play up to the joke, I'm dressed as a fucking lion, you fucking slimeballs. I'm going on, and then oh, I walk out, well. and I demand to speak to the executive producer. I'm speaking to the executive producer, and I'm going, that was fucked what was going on in there. And he was like, can we get you to say that on camera? So I go to say it up on camera, oh. and then I fucking crack it, and I do the full a current affair, push the camera away. I walk out into the fucking out into the room. Did this make t television? None of this made oh, television. They actually fuck. looked after me in the edit. Um, <laughs> I walked out into the thing, grabbed me mates, and then like the the door of the elevator is shutting as I've got like four cameras on me. Right, so my mates have just gone like, oh, he's gone in there to do this dumb audition. Yeah. I've walked out there going, fucking, let's go, like, dressed as a lion, red face and all, and like get in the fucking lift. We get in the lift, and as it's fucking shutting, I just fucking give him the finger. Oh, as my this God. Fucking line. I'm like, fuck you all. Um, that, you know what? That footage would exist somewhere. Oh, it would please. be on a hard drive if, if, at if, some if studio. anyone listening works at Channel 10 or... Back in, like, 2003. Back Australian in 2003, Idol. please. I will, I will pay you cash money I would love cash to, money it, for to be this. honest. Because it was, it was quite an event. Because, yeah, like I said, all the cameras, like... So I was walking out, and then, like, the jib... Like, they were shutting down. They were getting ready for the next person. And then all of a sudden, you could just see all the crew, like, freaking out and being like, what? We got one here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, wait, the, the lion did make it to telly. What did they actually show? So, they just showed me doing, like, basically my whole act. And then they just cut out bits of those guys being happy. So, apparently what happened Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, apparently what happened, the, the, the gig that was just, like, the audition that was just before me was some uh, two guys dressed as, like, VB sort of bogans. Yeah. And they fucked over the production by ending on a racist joke instead. Oh, really? So they had to take a five-minute break because everyone was so shook up by what these guys did. Yeah, okay. yeah um, right. So I came in at, at like a point where, you know, morale was quite low. Okay. And that's what the executive producer was telling me. And I was like, it just doesn't fucking matter. Like, it does not fucking matter. These guys are professionals. I'm a professional. Do you know what I mean? 16-year-old Mark. I'm, I'm a professional. Dressed as a lion. Dressed as a fucking lion. I'm a professional. And it's 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 a full Lion King costume as well. Like, it is legit. I've got to try and find it. But yeah, no, they looked after think me. Think, Mark, even, um, think. What would Simba do? They put on the... Um, they, you could even vote for me at the end, like, just before the no grand final. Way. For, like, the best dumb audition of the year. And it was like, text Mark to this number. Um, it was very dumb. And my school was very supportive, to be honest. Like, I... One of my teachers, because I lost my voice just a couple of days before the filming, and uh, she gave me this um, little lanyard that said, I'm, I'm auditioning for Australian Idol. I can't talk. Please don't make me talk. Um, I don't know if that was just to shut me up, because I was like, lady, I'm, I'm, I'm going in as a fucking lion. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? 
Um, absolute fucking yeah, we got to try and find that footage. Anyone at um at Channel Seven, please, 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 I will pay you. Yeah, Channel Ten. Yeah, that was the last time. Yeah, that's Channel Ten gone. Channel Seven gone. We've only got Channel Nine to scam now, boys. We've got <laughs> ABC. We're never going to get in there. Uh. You sent me an, uh, uh, um, an article the other day saying that we're, we're never going to the ABC. They've got new rules at the ABC. Oh, yeah, the gender diversity or the, the diversity rules. They're, yeah, they're gender diversity. Uh, uh, racial diversity. Racial diversity. You've got to have... It's, well, they were saying something on Ligament diversity. It's fucked. They were saying you something You guys are pretty white, too. The, we're very white, very male. One of, the, one of the rules was, which was absolutely fucked, was like, because they'd, they'd had, all right, so you need either someone of, uh, you know, female gender or, or gender neutral or something like that. And and sat like an indigenous or person of color, and they were saying like literally in the article, it's like you can't make a production of something like Gallipoli. Like you can, if you do that, you have to focus on the families back at home, which is just fucked. It's like limiting what you can, yeah. the sort of stories you can tell. Exactly. I, I, I can I can appreciate the need for like diver. I mean, we all can like diversity in media. It's obviously super important, but. Our, f- our funding is fucked in this country. Like. Yeah. I know. It's not like they're making good stuff already. It's like, calm down. We need to stop making good stuff. Well, they just don't make they're anything. They're not making anything, no. Man, it can't be any harder for a white bloke to make some make a quick buck yeah. in this fucking town. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, if you're going to walk into the ABC now and you're going to say, hey, so I've got a story, and they're going to go, great, what is it? And you go, it's about a guy. And you'll just How get, dare you? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. um, it's about a, g- g- uh, girl. a, a white, uh, white girl. How dare you? Fuck, what do you do? Like, you're just gonna, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, like, but I mean, it's just the idea of like, you know, when you watch Dunkirk, were you thinking about the families back home? Be like, fuck, there's just way more stories going on with the wives back home. <laughs> yeah, it's really fuck. <laughs> what are you boy? What are you doing, Christopher Nolan? Oh, it's true. Anyway, it's true. Fuck the ABC. Uh, fuck fuck the ABC. Screen Australia. Fuck the government. Burning bridges. How's fucking Parliament House? They cannot stop raping in that joint. <laughs> It's pretty bad. What is going on at yeah, fucking fuck Parliament hell. fucking house? And it's house. All, all cover-ups as well. It's all Scobo being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, did you hear the, the, that it all happened at the fucking last election? So it, it's like, oh, well, it was in an election year. So I've just found out now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. And yeah, I must say, both, both sides are playing this very funny as well. It was like, oh, no, the rape, the rape happened 20 metres away from his office. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that really. I don't know if that really counts. Like, if something happens within a twenty meter perimeter of where I'm standing, does that mean I'm half responsible for it? Have, I get that. Have they found? Is it just the one I, guy? I think it's because he knew about it. Is, is the it just, problem? Yeah, he he definitely knew about it. But <laughs> that's what. Like, just say that. Just say he fucking knew about it. There's, Scumbag. There's been one, a couple of like uh, reports, cases, whatever. Is, is it just the one guy? It was just this rogue. Um, rapist, rapist in Parliament <laughs> yeah, House. I think. Yeah. I think what that. Yeah, what's happening now? But there, I did see a report. I mean, this isn't. It's pretty spicy content. I saw a report. That's a spicy <laughs> meet the board. That. Uh, it, the Liberal Party in particular, they said it, both parties have an issue with it, but the Liberal Party in, partic- in particular, there's been multiple reports. like reports of different people, and it's kind of like all coming out now. Wow. Um, and then and then Labor, there's there was some stuff too, but it was like a lot less. I think just because there's more women in the in the party, so it's like less opportunity. You know, there I you just go. don't get like uh, obviously all that's all that's awful, but like the, any any sort of like. Sex story that comes out of part, you know, like when Barnaby like had had the had affair, the blowjob, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah Gladys yeah. Berejiklian and had the fucking like, yeah. what, like I'm just, it's not like West Wing where you're interested in the the sexual lives yeah, of that's right. people I, in Parliament. Yeah. Like, I agree. I think the the only difference is 
that someone like Barnaby Joyce, who was like so against same sex marriage and, you know, like the sanctity of marriage and all that kind of stuff, the fact that he's not kind of living his morals and ide- ideals, but then imposing them on other people, yeah. I think that's the thing where you're like, all right, well, now you've opened yourself up. Yeah. I reckon a bit. no one believed that Barnaby Joyce could get some. <laughs> that was 100%. We did a video on Barnaby we did, Joyce. We did like, do a video. Like, yeah. How the fuck is that bloke sexually yeah, yeah. active? Who's ever given him one? <laughs> and to be honest, it was the same with Berra Jingleon. She looks like a lizard lady. Like, I don't understand. That's more the news story. Someone touched her. Like, it's mental. I don't get it's it. It's like tablet. I don't know. I didn't realise that fucking Parliament House was such a fucking aphrodisiac. Yeah, I know. It's House a policy fucking... it really gets me hard. Like, what a fucking joke. I tell you what it does prove. It just it just proves that politicians and anyone working in politics is always just desperately trying to fuck people against their will. That's very fucking true. That's very true. There are a lot of gremlins and reptiles. They are. They're just fucking horrible. Bunch of rapists. We all knew it. We all knew it. Um... And I don't know if you both saw this uh, during the week as well. Marilyn Manson's released a book. Did you see oh, this? Oh, really? He's, no. he's, released a, um, he's released a little book saying that, he, this is so dumb, he's admitted to making rape threats against a woman um, who tried to spur his, uh, his advances. And then he apparently went a step further and said he even came moments away from murdering her. He was going to set her apartment on fire. I'm sure there are two um, sides to this story. Yeah, yeah. It's abs- it's his it's his own book in my Fuck own me. words. It's, oh, it, Marilyn Manson. It's just like I feel like he's just oh, gone like, buddy. what is it like? Instead of the Me Too movement, it's like and me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag and me. <laughs> Am I still relevant? Yeah. Like, please, guys, remember remember oh, me? Man. Fucking hell. There was a um, I saw it. It was a really dumb meme, but it was just like you know it was the headline. Marilyn Manson comes out as like an abuser. And then below it was like 90s Christian parents just <laughs> sipping slowly on a cup of tea. It's so Like, she's been telling you for so long. Like, <laughs> it was so <laughs> obvious. Well, it's like, yeah, the, the headline, Marilyn Manson comes out as abuser, should be the tagline, should be duh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. Need a, we, we need a duh. We need duh as a, as a sound oh, effect. We've got to get something like that. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Marilyn Manson as an abuser, surely that's, uh, that's already been well established. Well it was like that, you know, the Dave Chappelle joke on Harvey Weinstein. He was like, "That guy rapes." Yeah, yeah. and you just tell, just tell, you just look at him, you like that guy rapes. The it's fucking so human dumb. meatball, yeah, is Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, what a creep! I love it. I love it. Uh, how's your week been, Mark? Speak. It's been good, mate. Yeah, lots of um, lots of running, lots of running. Yeah, you're preparing um, for something pretty big, aren't you? Yeah, so we're doing the uh, we're doing the David Goggins four by four by forty eight challenge this weekend. Um, if the soundboard hadn't moved three three blocks away, I'd be giving myself a fake round of applause, but it's too far away. I it's can't too far it. away. I want to get the David Goggins, stay hard, stay hard sound effect. Maybe um, I'll put that in. So if I anyone, don't know who that is. Yeah, well, I will maybe give him some backstory on who... Uh, so, um, David David Goggins, he's, he was on Rogan and stuff. He was uh, He's a former Navy SEAL, um, and he's written a book called uh, Can't Hurt Me. And Sebi and I got really into him just uh, probably just after he went on to Rogan. And he basically... He's right, because you guys are a couple of alphas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are a bunch of alphas in one room most of the time. Um, <laughs> and so, like, well, we both realized that we were just, you know, we, we were a bit beta and we needed to step it up a bit. Um, and David Goggins is a fucking idol. Like, he is just so fucking good. Um, and he, he does all these ridiculous challenges, one of which is the 4x4x48 challenge, which is over 48 hours, you run four miles every four hours. So six and a half K every four hours for 48 hours. What are you getting out of this? Like what? Mental what, toughness. Couldn't you just do, I'm going to just run all day. 
So that's and the that'll thing. also be tough. It's it so it, altogether it's seventy eight kilometers of running over forty eight hours. Jesus um, Christ! But and and you know his own admission is it would be easier to go out there and just run the seventy eight k in one go. What's harder is the stopping, having to find time to eat and sleep in between each leg, and the mental toughness to go righto. Let's go out there and do it again. Right. For no other reason. Like it's not just one race and there's nothing really keeping you on track other than just your your own calloused mind is the one that's going to get you out of bed. And apparently it just gives you a really good shake up. And you're running as well, Seb? Is this no, it? no, no, no. <laughs> well, you guys can join me for a leg. That'd be great. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come for a leg. Yeah, I'll come for a leg. Come for a little six and a half K loop. I'm going to be running it pretty fucking slow. Um, but we're going to kick it off on Friday. It is all done for charity as well. So um, I feel like I'm doing my bit because I can't give any bloody money. Um, but, you know, we'll give out, we'll, we'll spread the word. I'm like, your charity. Um, and if anyone's a bit of a runner and wants to have a crack at it, um, I, I'd, I'd highly suggest it. I, a couple of weeks ago, I did a little training run. I did the half one. I did the 24-hour um, challenge just to see whether I would be somewhat capable of doing it. And I think I'm, I think I'm up for the challenge. So what was, what was the hardest bit about doing that? Was it? Sleep deprivation? Did you start to get that in 24 hours? Yeah, even sleep deprivation. Because I started at 8 p.m., so I'd already had a full day's worth of drain. Yeah. Um, and then I started at 8 p.m., and then you do it every four hours. So 8 p.m., midnight, 4 a.m., 8 a.m., and then I went all the way through for 24 hours. Um, so this one, I, I think I've worked out a good thing. It's like every every leg, basically, you want to come back, have something little to eat, and get like a 45, 90-minute nap, and then wake up and do it again, and then just do it again, and do it again, and do it again. And so how many, how many runs is it in total for over 48 hours? I think it's uh, 12. 12 runs. 12 runs. 12 by 6. Um, mm. Yeah, for a total of 78K. So, yeah, you boys should definitely come. We're going to kick it off 12 p.m., I yeah, think, on I'll, Friday. I'll come for one leg. I'll come for one leg. We're thinking of doing something, like, funny to, to match it. Like, maybe, like... Have a beer every... Have, <laughs> have a beer every four hours. Jack off every four hours for 48 hours. That'd be interesting if, if, if you did jack off every four hours. I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that if you guys wanted to do it. I'm too old. That'd be a cool little like montage <laughs> with like it'd be you running and then it would cut to us, you know, sitting I'd just, having a I'd just run having out a of, I'd run out of juice. It'd be like the that. four by four by forty eight flog. Yeah, like, yeah. Flog by <laughs> four hard. by forty eight. Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. It actually works with stay <laughs> yeah. hard. That's so good. That's my marathon. You should definitely do it. But I think what we'll do is, um, I think we should, we'll record half a podcast on the Friday before I head off, and then I reckon we'll uh, I'll do some little video stuff along the way. Um, we might chuck that up on the Instagram close friends account as well. Um, and then might do the other half when we're done and hopefully there's some fun sleep deprivation chat that we can get. Yeah. Um, cause I know even for the, even for the 24, I started going a little bit insane. So by, by 48, it should be, that should be some fun. Yeah. You're going to be loopy. I reckon, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be real like this. Maybe we do a 48 hour bender, Lockie. Yeah, maybe. You guys Friday can stay up Sunday. for 48 hours straight. So That's just a regular weekend Just then. a regular weekend. Hey, here he is. Here he is. Here he is. We're just trying to find a button now. Can't find one. <laughs> the millionaire hot That's seat. So That's you at the 24-hour mark, just staring. <laughs> Under the pump. Under the pump. Anyway. We have to... <laughs> We have to use more sound effects. An incorrect sound and, effect and also is quicker. worse than a, <laughs> than a poorly timed sound effect. Yes. I like whenever I anyone anyone who like says something and you can see one of you being like, oh, there's a sound effect for that. But then it's like, and which one is it? Yeah. And I just no, got to no. press the right one, set it up, this and is the why moment's you need gone. A, a dedicated producer, someone that can 
you know, absolutely slam in there and, and get all the right ones. But we've got some fucking good sound effects in here that we uh, we, we barely use. We need it. We need to spice it up. We need some new ones. Well, I think we do need some new ones. What do we got? What, is there anything anything we haven't played people yet? No, I think we, what's kids? Kids? No, it's just kids. Um, <laughs> I think we have used that before. I think we have used that, but that's a good one. That is a great one. We used that a lot um, when Scott Dow was here. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. And that's a good one for like, and the Pope's in town. (laughs) 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 Sorry to all our Catholic listeners, but thanks again to the Catholic Church for your wonderful support of the program. The Catholic Church, open every Sunday. Sebi, how was your week, mate? (laughs) What's going on? That was good, mate. I I went back uh, to my hometown, Ballarat, over the weekend. Did you go to church? Didn't go to church, no. Mm. You didn't play the the kids' sound effect. I was going to play the kids' sound effect. (laughs) Did you go to church? Um, no, just caught up. Just caught up with family. Dad's got this old, um, uh, like pinball machine. He's got in his lounge room. It's like his pride and joy. So that's we we cool. literally just play that all the time. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, that's pretty well what Ballard is. What's the skill in pinball? I always wondered the same. It's thing. knowing the machine. It's knowing where to hit the ball in the machine and how to rack mm. up. Points. Can you actually? control where the ball goes because i always just slap it like because you can you can control where it comes off the flipper so if you let it go further down it's going to go further to left if that makes sense how do you stop it from just going in the middle though that is that is the trick is is that's that's the game is it possible well sometimes you get dogged but you can get better at it but you do get dogged yeah familiarity is not a skill in my opinion a familiarity, familiarity with the with the with the yeah, like knowing the like machine a has like, like a lean on a guitar it or and you, you get familiar with the guitar. You know where the notes are. Uh, maybe okay. Maybe you've got me on. Maybe it's like the first step. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm familiar with what it feels, which way to point it, and how how it kind of works. But the yeah. next the next step is not. Like, well, I mean that was that was that was such a big thing back in the day when there was arcades and shit. And we had this recently. We went to um, Pixel Alley in Collingwood where they've got sort of five pinball machines out the back. And as soon as we got there, this was like as they opened at five, there was this old guy that came in and just like got forty dollars worth oh, of coins yeah, he did too. and then just started pumping them into the machine. And in his head he's just the what he's gotta get the highest score on that yeah, machine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Was that, that that um that documentary as well, The King of Kong? Oh, King of Kong, yeah. Which is a bucket have you seen this documentary, nah. The King of Kong? Um, it's it's an amazing doco because is it about like, King Kong, the the bad guy. It's about the Donkey Kong. Uh, oh, game and the guy, the two guys that are competing. And there's for like the a guy I that's seen like it, no. trying to get the new high score, and then the guy who currently holds the high score, he is like the best real life baddie. Yeah, you could ever get, and he's actually been found out now as being like a cheater of the of the game. I as love well. these like, kind of docos. It was, it was amazing. Really it was amazing, but um. So you played a bit of pinball? Played a bit of pinball, yeah. Caught up with everyone, which was nice. Your mum did a nice post about the jalapeno and cheese sourdough. That Man, that was actually incredible. He's that was actually up. a good little, uh, you know. You used to get into a bit of home baking. Home baking? Yeah, no. Nah. No, not that kind of home baking. You know, the you That's know, right, literal man. bread. Mm-hmm. Um, literal bread. I, until I saw a meme that said, um, and it was just like, I thought I was depressed. No. I wasn't sure if I was depressed or not, and then I started baking, and that's when I knew. Like, and I was like, ah, shit. Okay, I didn't realize that it the was... The blues that got me. I didn't realize this was a depression-based uh, uh, activity. activity, yeah. Is that actually when you stopped? Because I knew yeah, you were I, doing it. You were going pretty hard. I was I was really enjoying it. Made my own croissants. Yeah, did you did. Did you really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Sourdough, by the way, is a pain in the fucking ass. I know it went off during fucking COVID, and everyone made a fucking sourdough. That is... The go pay five bucks at the bakery and get that cunt to do it. It makes no sense. It's a long process, isn't it? It's so dumb. Economically, it makes no sense to make it at home. Just go to fucking go to your local fucking baker. Go see Joe 
at the local bakery. Thanks again for your wonderful support of the program, Baker Joe. And get yourself a fucking sourdough from that cunt. Because he does a better job anyway than your sunken piece of shit. <laughs> um, there was There is something to be said about like, uh, so dad, I think he baked it or like did the rising part of it on Saturday. Yep. And so on Sunday it was ready. And so like when you when you cut and have that first like slice, like it is pretty fucking nice. It is pretty cool. It, it is, is pretty it's, it's pretty cool because you've, you've basically raised a, like a, um, an insect with yeah. your yeast as well. Like yeah. you've, you've, you've born this fucking thing. Well, I hope exploded. I, I hope dad isn't depressed because he's baking bread. You've started baking a little bit again, actually. Is, no, the, is the depression rare. seeping oh, in? It's back. Um, is it seeping in? It's that's, back. What happens with, that's what happens with depression, mate. It comes <laughs> and goes, doesn't it? But uh, no more sourdough. I feel okay. like that's peak depression. Yeah, right, right, that's, You're right. on the edge now. Yeah. Like, you're really, Just you're a really nice struggling. white load, like a little a healthy amount of depression. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not too bad. Um, fuck yeah. Yeah. I learned about this thing uh, this week, actually, though, that, that surprised me a little bit. I had no idea it was a thing. And Lockie will be a good one to throw this to, actually, because um, you're the resident expert on periods. 100%. Have you, have you guys heard about the moon cup? What? Yes. So the moon cup, right, it's a new form. It's a, it's a wacky new form of uh, period prevention. What would you call it, Lockie? Is it? Okay, so wait. I said yes, but I, I think I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, so wait. I, is this the cup that just collects the blood? It collects the yeah. blood and you wash it. You sterilize yeah, it after yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's environmentally conscious. So it's like... It likes you put it up there and then it like opens. It opens. Uh, you got to fold it somehow and put it in there and then it catches everything and you got to take it out and then you've got to like uh, yeah. Then you've got to wash, it. wash Mon, it. Mon has one. Does she? Yeah, hates it. Yeah, it's hates well, apparently it. there's a lot of pressure on on women to to use it because it is environmentally conscious and tampons and pads are sort of one use plastic. So there's a lot of pressure from from chicks who are. You know, really into the. You're killing the dolphins if you don't shove one of these up your. Exactly, cunt. I, which I, is. I think the problem with it is though is that it can. I mean, it obviously works for some women, but for others, like if you've got a heavier flow, it'll fill up too quickly, and then like you're changing it every five minutes, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it. I don't know. When when there's, it sounds like an aggressive marketing tactic to say. You guys can't, you have to use our product because our product, you know, these are all trash. These are destroying the planet. But our product, yeah. our product is saving. You just put it up there and you're saving the planet. Shove I, it up your cunt. I shove it up your cunt. And, and save, save a dolphin. dolphin. And save a turtle. <laughs> save the turtles. Shove one of these up your cunt. It sounds so intense, like putting something up and then being like, and now twist to open. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's full, just tip it down the dunny. <laughs> I read, like, it's, um, it's very gross. I read a story because I was doing some research on this and I um, read a story from a guy in the UK on Reddit, whose girlfriend was sterilizing her moon cup in the kettle. And she didn't see see a problem with it. (laughs) And he was going to Reddit and being like, guys, what do I do? She doesn't see a problem with herself sterilizing the moon cup in the kettle. Fuck that. I I knew someone who used one and... If they ever forgot to flush the toilet, it looked like a fucking murder scene. In <laughs> yeah. it, was, oh, it was horrific. Like, there's just blood all over the fucking basin thing. Like, fuck oh, it man. up. Very intense. But, like, you know, if it works for you, it works for it you. It works for you, it works for you. If you save a turtle, you save a turtle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to <laughs> dictate? Fucking hell, the fucking cup in the kettle. The cup in the kettle. You pour it out and it looks like fucking watered down Ribena. You'd have to boil that, that so many times. That's vampire tea. <laughs> That's how they drink tea, the vampires. <laughs> Fuck that. That is uh, gross. Uh, we talk uh, about periods too much on this podcast. It's the period guys. cast. Yeah, it's the period, period cast. cast. That means um, period cast. More than I expected us to. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mon's got um, Mon's got these, uh, <laughs> basically just underwear, but they've got like a built-in fucking cloth 
Yeah. And she just bleeds into that. Yeah, right. And then she just takes you know the jocks off. Just, and just undies. Them. Yeah, they're just undies. Yeah, right. That sounds better. Like that I'm sounds more way better. for that than uh, than fucking. The, Is it messy? Cup. No, because it just goes in, and it's just like I guess it's just like wearing a pad. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's just built into the into the jocks, and then she just chucks them in the in the washing machine. I've never never seen like a like everyone seems to be so different. Like there's no like unif like universally popular yeah. method of of stopping that bad boy. It's like I've had girlfriends that were pads, it's, you, you know, it's, the jocks, yeah. the the tampon. It's not no one, moon cups yet, but you know, one one pad fits all kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very different. Chicks are crazy, man. Chicks are crazy. Chicks are fucking crazy, man. How dare you? Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Greta. You bleed out your cunt too. What are you doing? <laughs> fucking hell. You got a moon cup? Greta would have a moon cup, wouldn't How she? How dare you? Well, fuck. Okay, maybe you've got the jock sweater. <laughs> she probably would, though. Well, maybe, Greta, what Greta probably I mean, would if have. it's environmentally friendly. <laughs> Imagine if she was like the poster chick for the moon cup. Yeah. Like, just whack her on I the cover. I use the moon cup. I like the moon cup. How dare you? Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're you, the experts you, here. I just stand <laughs> off the We are the experts. I just stand off the side of the boat and let it drip. Oh, fuck Greta, don't. Out. There'll be sharks. <laughs> you'll, you'll attract sharks, Greta. How dare you? Trying to save the turtles. We need a splash sound effect. <laughs> you have to. You, no, ha <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere. Like, I, I mean, I know, I know that, like, you, sure, like, don't be environmentally conscious, but like, I, I do my best. At a point, I just, I can't do anymore. Like, it's, I, I know I'm not going to keep it up if I'm using a fucking moon cup. If you're yeah. bleeding out, you're funny. <laughs> I just got, got to go with what's going yeah, on. Plug it up. Yeah, come on. Plug it up. Yeah. It's okay to plug it up just this once. Do you know what I mean? Just it's this like, one, once a month. Don't just sit there and try and catch it with your hands looking for the nearest basin, yeah. like freaking out. Man, that's... um. I don't imagine if it was periods that was causing global warming, though, <laughs> and the moon cup fixed it. <laughs> it was the one thing. It was the one thing. It was the one thing. If we just, if we all... and then Well, really think about it. When did global warming start? When did the period... When did, like, tampons and, like... Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh we my need god. suspense. We need suspense. <laughs> Think. Well, when? When did? I'm just worked it out. <laughs> worked it out. Period started. Sebi's conspiracy stories. Sebi's <laughs> period. What, what do you? What do you even call? What, what, what's the collective name for a tampon or uh, pad? Tampi. Tampanies. A period stopping device. That's what a I'm going to say. A period holding device. <laughs> we are what the experts. We um, are the experts. The cleanup crew. Female female hygiene. Is that what that's, they just call that's it? That's broader. It, oh, that's what you're after, right? I think so. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that when was that? When was that invented? But and when did global warming start heating up? When you say female hygiene, though, they're not talking about face wash. Do you know what I mean? So I need to go buy some female hygiene. It was like everyone's going, oh, just some dish soap. Like they're not going to say that. They're going to be, oh, you're buying tampons. Are you looking this up? You when were tampons invented? 1931. Jesus, that's pretty recent. What were they doing before then? I think it was rags. <laughs> that's why it was called rags, right? Well, so remember that, 1931. When did global warming start? Oh, here we go. Scientists generally regard the later part of the 19th century as the point. But the new study brings that date forward to the 1930s. What? No oh, way. What? Did, did you make that up? I, it says 1830s. But ah. Fuck yeah. right, but, you know, there's going to be a hundred. I'll be able to find an article that will say <laughs> 1930s and back me up. Fuck was, the facts. was when it really kicked into gear. Holy shit. Fuck the facts. It's all feelings here on the Stepmates <laughs> This isn't an <laughs> investigation. We're not going to let facts stand in our way here on the fucking on the Stepmates uh, podcast. I'm shaking, boys. Bleeding fannies are the cause of global warming. You heard it here first. Yeah, all right, why not? Are we going to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we gonna get taken out of this? We're going to, what, f from where? 
We're going to lose revenue. Greta. No, she's, oh, she's, from she, Greta. she's going to come for us. Come for us, Greta. You do this all for <laughs> economic growth? Uh, oh, man, that's great. That's uh, fucking awesome. That shit. is fucking awesome. Hey, um, boys, I, uh, I, bought a, I bought a house on the weekend. Well, you bought a house? I, say what? I, well, I, I, well how's, what's the right way to buy it and say this? I bought a house on behalf of someone else. Um, so my, my, You're the middleman. My, my girlfriend's parents bought a house and I did the auction. Um, oh, that's pretty I, cool, though. I got to win the fucking auction, um, and I had a few had a few moments during the auction. Uh, so it was just a place out in Abbotsford, and uh, we had the her old man in my ear, who was sort of like saying where the where the boundary was and how far whether we should go up or down and all that sort of shit. Um, I think he felt like he had more control over the auction than what he does, but he actually is <laughs> slightly deaf. Yeah, so he couldn't really follow the auction, and he had to like rely on Mon. Auctions move quick. You know, so there's a few times where I was like, um, his name's Pete. And I was like, hey, Pete, you happy to go to one? Like, go up and, go up another thousand? And the, and the auctioneer just looked at me and went, no, and one. And, and moved on. Yeah. Like, and he was like, oh, I don't know about going up one. I'm like, fuck, Pete, you got to come round, cunt. Like, yeah, too late um, now. <laughs> and it was, it was such, a, such an out-of-body experience because, like, I was, I was bidding and then we, were, we got really close. Um, and it was, it was like going once, going twice. Uh, we'd all done it. It was on the market. We'd already gone back to the vendors. It was ready to go. He was about to slam it down. And then directly across from me, boys, there was an Asian Chinese property investor right there. And he knew that we were getting, yeah, we need some sort of suspense um, button for this. He knew that um, we were going to get this joint for an absolute steal. So he just decided to start bidding, even though he had no fucking interest in the property whatsoever. He was just there to fuck with you. He all he did was jack it up by fifteen k, and then went sold. Like, was it was was see he? You later. Did he start bidding late in the game? Super late in the game. His wife was like pulling him on the jacket, going, "I don't want it." Like she was like, "What are you doing?" And he just he just looked at me like. Maybe he was just like, I don't want this cunt in our neighborhood. Yeah, he was just like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm not going to let him get off this easy. <laughs> Maybe like, that's his, like, you know, he just goes around to auctions. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to cost someone 15 grand. <laughs> Maybe that's, <laughs> fuck. that's you know what, what gets him fuck off. Fuck that guy. Well, I was, um, was going to do a bunch of cunts on it, boys. I was going to do a big old bunch of cunts on um, Chinese property investors. But I'm telling you, it just turned out to be so racist. That sounds like yeah, it could be pretty racially sounds, charged. Sounds pretty racist. It was, there's no other angle. Other, you know, it was like, fuck, do I go? Foreign property investors. Investors, no, that's the pretty CCP. nationalist. Yeah, and it's like I looked it up on the on the internet. And there's apparently there's a there's been a sharp drop in uh, in Asian investments um, <laughs> here in Melbourne. Um, apparently, they're quite savvy buyers. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter, you know. Like I said, it was all feelings, not facts, here on the Stepmates podcast. But uh, I was a bit worried about doing that. So, um, and to be honest, as much as this guy, he he basically robbed us worth of fifteen grand. Something else happened to me on the weekend. Um, that got me even more riled up. I went for a big old long run on Saturday and mm-hmm. then I backed it up with a second long run on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've put about 50 Ks on the legs over two days. Fuck yeah, training and, for the, um, the big... Uh, training for this 4x4x48 coming this Friday. Big old podcast next week, David Goggins Challenge. Um, so I went down to the Preston Market. Uh, Mon and I normally go there every weekend to get some food up us anyway. Um, normally they've got great food. This day the pizza shop was closed, so no pizza for me. Very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to try something different. I went over to a place called Barberito. Um, they do burritos. Surprise, surprise. Um, and I asked the uh, lady behind the counter, I was like, is there coriander in there? Any fresh coriander? And she was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, all right, okay. 
I'll get the uh, the chicken burrito. I trust you. I see where this is I going. I trust you. I can uh, took a bite and uh, there was coriander in there. So I went back there and went like, "What the fuck, lady?" Like you and you hate coriander. I hate coriander. Like I. I so you've got that soap gene thing. I do, and I said, "Let's like, what's going on?" Like you said that there was no fresh coriander in here, and she was like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> There's only a little bit. Really? Yeah, and she was like, it just adds a little bit of freshness. And I was like, bitch, I hope you're listening to the Stepmates podcast next week because you are going to cop it, mole. Roll the clip. And now it's time for A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. People who glorify coriander are a bunch of cunts. You know so what? specific. I know. It's <laughs> no, so not, specific. Not serve it. Not the barber. Glorify it. No, just, yeah. Because they glorify it, these cunts. It is a revolting herb, right? It just tastes like shit. I don't know if you blokes like it. Do you like it? I like it. Oh, yeah. oh, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, take I wouldn't, it or, wouldn't take it or leave it. Take it or leave yeah. it. And that's how most people should be because for me, it just renders a perfectly good meal completely inedible. Do you know what I mean? Like there, and there are some people out there, they can't even describe what it is. They just go like, oh, it just tastes like fresh or it just tastes green. It's not a fucking flavor. Green is not a fucking flavor. It's gross. It's fucking gross. Stop kidding yourselves. It tastes like fucking dish soap. Fresh. It tastes like morning fresh. Do you know what I mean? That's what it tastes like to me. It doesn't make sense. This is a very specific experience, though, because because there is that idea of the gene, right? That's like yeah, to, to yeah, some yeah. people, correct. Cor- coriander tastes like soap. I and reckon. I reckon the gene's made up. It, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very serious. So it's I, like a kid that doesn't want to eat his mushroom. Yeah. I've, I've done it. It's not that I just. It's not that I don't like it. I, I literally can't eat it. And I looked this up. I have a genetic predisposition. My my olfactory receptor genes perceive the aldehydes in coriander as soapy. I can't help it, boys. <laughs> I was born this What are this olfactory way. genes? I was born this... Olfactory genes. <laughs> olfactory genes. My new factory <laughs> genes can handle it, but my olfactory it genes did. can't. So, and uh, you know what's the worst bit, and you blokes are sort of leaning towards this now, whenever I ask for it to be taken out or I complain that it's in there, I'm made out to be like it's I'm fussy or like I'm a fussy eater. It's making like it it's up. not my fault. <laughs> it's, I'm born this way, boys. Like You, do, this, you do get it a lot. You always ask for it to be taken out. Because these people, when they fucking get it, they shove it in every fucking orifice of the meal. It's so dumb. And like this Barbarita joint, Barbarito, I'm going to fucking name them and shame them. They made me out to like, almost like I didn't have a sophisticated enough palate to deal with the depth of flavor that this shithole herb brings. Maybe they're under like, something. It's fucking stupid. No, no, no. Wait, am, I, am I fussy for not wanting palm olive in me cappuccino? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want you to wash the dishes before you put my shit in there. And it's like, do you want a grating of dove soap on your bolognese, sir? Am I fussy for not wanting that? If I was allergic to peanuts... You know what I mean? Like, and you put them in there after I'd asked you not to put them on. You'd be on the fucking news. Well, you might die. You yeah. might die. I, I might die. You'd be charged with poisoning, you fucking <laughs> psycho bitch. It's her fault. Like, and she, I just didn't like her. And like, who does she think she is? Gordo fucking Ramsley. Like, she's a fucking white <laughs> middle-aged mum on some sort of crisis surfing up burritos at the Preston Market. She's not a foodie. She's a fucking cultural appropriating scumbag looking to cash in on the authentic Mexican craze. Well, bad news, sweetheart. <laughs> that was 2010. We're fucking over it. Australians don't want fucking authentic Mexican anyway. Am I right, boys? We want old de paso. That's what we want. We yeah, want fucking... Oh, I say, por qué no los dos. Yeah, That's right. We want yeah. fucking... We want hard shell tacos. <laughs> we want lettuce, cheese, and tomato. We don't want the... You don't see coriander in the old de paso taco kit, do you? You just don't see it. He's right. So, you don't. My idea is you're either going to go fucking bankrupt, you stupid mole, or you're going to have a heart attack from from financial distress, or 
¿por qué no los dos? They need to stop glorifying coriander like it's some fucking magical herb that's going to cover up their shit cooking. They need to stop deliberately polarizing their customers and making us people who can't eat it feel like we're just being fussy. It's a genetic predisposition. It's not our fault. It's your fault. You people are a bunch of cunts. Roll the And so concludes A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. I fucking hate it, boys, and I hate being told that I'm fussy. It's it's real. I wish I wish I could eat coriander. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you've won me over this bunch of cunts. <laughs> people who glorify it. Well, you're not one of those people. The people that are like, oh my god, it's beautiful. It's a fucking <laughs> butter chicken. It doesn't need half a kilo of coriander. I take in it. it you're not a fan of Thai food. Ah, Thai food. You like, can't really get a bar mee. Coriander in there. No, yeah, bar mee is yeah. the same. It's like, but it doesn't taste the same without the coriander. Yeah, so, yeah. But you've got. You don't mm. have to put half a fucking kilo of the shit in there. It's. You, like, you, well, I wouldn't miss it if it wasn't there. I mean, I, I agree. It's. It's. It adds fuck all. It's like parsley on a garlic bread. What the fuck value does the parsley add on a garlic bread? Oh, it's just I'm, a bit of green. If I'm cooking, I like to put a little. Yeah. bit. I like that little green. It makes me feel good. It's a garnish. Get fucked. It's it's not a main ingredient. <laughs> Do you reckon, know what I mean? That's I yeah, yeah, yeah. Your palate's just not as refined as. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get <laughs> fucked, mate. I'm a fu- I'm I'm sophisticated. I'm sophisticated. I like. I you run like it. You food. run a podcast with a segment called Bunch of Cunts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's sophisticated. I'm, right, I'm refined. Get fucked. No, I'm a, I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. This cunt's not a foodie. Oh, look at her. She's a fucking moron. Uh, everyone's like, you know, oh, just pick it off. Do you know what I mean? That's fine when it's just like two or three sprigs on top of a fucking curry. Yeah, but when it's... But when it's all the way through, like these cunts, I can't eat fur because they fucking put it through like it's the main ingredient. They put half a kilo of the cunt in. And like, you know, I can't have a bun me because it's 95% fucking coriander. <laughs> what other... So you don't like tomato, do you? You're not a tomato guy? I, I've got. I've come around to come around tomato, tomato and I just don't like Roma tomatoes. I feel like they have a shit taste. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I maybe have a, I have a m- more refined palate. I'm seeing a cunts. seeing a pattern here. <laughs> what? Just someone doesn't like their vegetables. I love my veggies, mate. I'm all around broccoli. I like my Brussels sprouts. What's, what's a food you don't like, dickhead? I, I, I don't like sultanas. Lame. They're delicious. What are you fucking going? You don't really. You don't often run into sultanas. <laughs> though. You're really gonna seek them out. Don't stick up for him. <laughs> no one's, no one's going. No one's going around at a party with a fucking handful of sultanas. I'm, I'm always walking around with a box of sultanas. <laughs> I'm going to start bringing them in. We're going to get thanks again to sultanas and um, sultanas. and Sunraysia for nah, that's, wonderful. That's support when I quit program. the pod. Yeah, yeah that's, that's when I get out. By sultanas. Yeah. What a fucking joke. Should we go into? Uh, should we go into mailbag, mate? Let's go into mailbag. Let's roll it out. It's the Stepmates Mailbag. A big throbbing mailbag this week, Sebby. Ten. Ten mailbags. What is it, a decade? Is that ten? Ten. Greater introduction, Seb. Thank you. A lot every, I was working on it a lot. It's different every week. It's it different is. every it's week. It's different every week. That's, yeah. why, that's why Sebby does the mailbag. Keep him yeah. guessing. Keep him guessing. My intro for the for the start's always the same. It's always yes. yes. I was thinking about changing up this week. I was going to go yes, sirree. It's the but I was like nah, chicken out. Nah, consi- <laughs> it's all about consistency. The people yeah. the people want that what they want. That's yeah. what they want. But you know, mailbag can consistently. It's gonna be, yeah, it's down the back of the podcast. You know, you gotta, mm-hmm. you what's it going to be like? It you know, this is episode six. What's it going to be like at episode sixty? Who knows? It's Who knows? It's step, mate. It's, it's mailbag. Like, it's going to be fucking <laughs> I'll awesome. Go, I'll go big next week. Yeah, do it. Uh, Stay tuned for next week, guys. First one uh, <laughs> first one off the block is from Bo. 
Big Bo. Uh, G'day, Bo. So he said, here's a flashback from episode eight of the Lost Scott Dale tapes. Ooh. And what he's sent here is a link to Fifty Shades of Greyhound, oh, what which a is the sketch we did for Sportsbet. I don't know. Have we talked about it on this channel? We haven't spoken about it on this podcast, but the... The, the story is we, we used to make some videos for Sportsbet. We made this like race that stops the nation shit. And then we were out for a coffee one day with those guys just like pitching ideas. And they told us, they were like, what we really like is something that's sports related and then something that's topical, <laughs> like a film or something like that. And Sebi, the fucking genius, <laughs> just turns around and goes like, what? Like um, Fifty Shades of Greyhound. Oh, Seb in the moment. And they all like... And they just, like, they flipped. They creamed they themselves at the table. It. it was fucking... Like, oh, it writes itself. Like, they just fucking loved it. Um, and then we ended up writing the script for them. And <laughs> the funny bit was we, we wrote it, and it was like a Fifty Shades of Grey parody, but instead of Mr. Grey, it was just a greyhound, and the dog had to, like, hump the leg um, at the reveal. And I ended up speaking to a dog trainer about can we get this greyhound um, <laughs> to do this. Uh, I spoke to the wonderful Sarah Rawson Harris, uh, who's a dog trainer, who's a fucking gun. Thanks again for your wonderful support of the program. And she was like, yeah, I can get a greyhound to do that. No dramas. Um, so we kept, sent all kept, that through. Get my stepdog, Clyde. He'll do that. In, He'll do it immediately. Yeah, um, <laughs> any time of day. <laughs> had to be a greyhound, though. Um, and so we, we wrote this script and they, they sent it back to us and they go, um, yeah, it's good, but we need more like dog puns, guys. Like more dog puns, you know? Can you just can you just chuck as many down as you can? And Sebi and I got really kind of dark at that as well because we felt like we had the right amount of puns. So they were, we were just sort of like, you want dog puns? We'll give you fucking dog puns. <laughs> we just went bananas. <laughs> we did like, we did just like, oh. Um, I'll play some clips, but yeah, it was like. Give me your chum. I want your chum. And then ultimately, we, we went in for this like pre-production meeting with the guys there and there was this one guy that felt like he knew something about cameras, so they kicked us off the, the job. We were going to shoot, this was going to be our big thing, like we were going to get sports bet money oh. to shoot this massive thing. We'd only it was going to be down like, at Sandown, we did recce's and everything so for they, this job. So they would like took your idea and were like, nah, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got the call. Basically, it's like they didn't trust us to film it, essentially. They yeah. didn't think that we were able, we were capable of doing it. That's what they, they wanted to cut us out of it. So they ga gave me a call and they were like, look, we'll, we'll pay you your, your fee to not be involved. And I went, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Like, that, that sounds like a fucking relief, to be honest. And they shot it and it was horrible. It was and really bad. It got on what Charlie Pickering's show. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. He bagged it out and called it the most misogynistic ad ever created. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the best bit is we had no connection to it. Yeah. Like we, we, didn't do we, it. we got paid to not be involved. <laughs> yeah. And they just got <laughs> fucking slammed. Uh, it was a good vid. It was a good <laughs> idea. It was a good idea badly executed. But um, We would have done it tastefully. Don't worry. No, we would have uh, done it great. <laughs> With a real trained greyhound. Because that was the big one. It's like, we don't need a trained greyhound, guys. Like, yeah, we can just get any old greyhound to do it, and we're like, you never work with kids and dogs. Like, if you're gonna do it, you do it properly, boys. Yeah, but the greyhound itself is gonna cost like four grand. Um, fucking hell! They had the sports bet. They had money. sport. Yeah, what, you're gonna fucking worry about sports bet yeah, money. Yeah, no, jeez. Bet, betting companies aren't exactly fucking short yeah, of change. They yeah, made yeah. that in the last thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, we used to say that in meetings as well. It's like you've made that back in thirty seconds. Like. <laughs> anyway, now and it's it's seven o'clock at night. Continuing from Bo's email there, so he sent through the clip, uh, which we thought was gone offline. And it's amazing that it's still there. Mm. Good man for and, finding uh, it, Bo. Also, the old episode got me through a lot of tough times. The, sorry, the old episodes got me through a lot of tough times nah. with a good laugh. So I think we should 
Hashtag cancel Scott Dale for censorship and dogging the boys. Yes, <laughs> Bo, that is a fucking ripper idea. You know, he said the N-word the other week when he was in here in the studio, so... He, he uh, didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> you know what? Someone, <laughs> my my girlfriend came to me and she's like, did Scott really say the N-word in the studio? Oh, and I was man. like, no, that was just... Like, That's so good. All you gotta do is just drop this shit out there <laughs> and, it, and it'll spread itself. Is this libel? Like, what's the... What's uh, the... He said an N-word. <laughs> we didn't specify say, which one it was. You guys put words in his mouth now. Like, <laughs> he said an N-word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next mailbag is from uh, Zany Swan. Uh, oh, Zane. G'day, Zany. Uh, Cobbers, Sheilas, and Robots of the podcast. We've figured it out. The fastest way to get shit done in this world is to make Mark do a bunch of cunts on it. Correct. So I come here today with a request. Our dearest Marcos of the podcast, uh, can you please accumulate all of your collective rage to do a bunch of cunts next week directed at the seagull? A bird that is so scabby it puts the ibis to shame. Last week I was at work and one of these fucking dogs flew at me, fucking full beans, and swooped me for a fucking cold chip off of a plate and another one fucking made me smash a tray full of glasses. It was so bloody fucked. So with my story over, fuck you, Seb, I come with a couple of questions. <laughs> I love that he knew when you were going to be fatigued with yeah, the email. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, the right. exact moment. Fuck you, Seb. Three questions. I wish to take out as many of these seagulls as possibly can. What weapon would you recommend for such a task? I have experience in firing a bow and throwing hatchets, but I need more mass availability tactic. Give me a hand. I agree with you, mate. Um, we should absolutely commit a suic- uh, some sort of suicide, some sort of genocide <laughs> against seagulls. It's, it's clearly going to be a poison chip. It's going to be a bag of poison chips. It's isn't going it? to be a bag of poison it's chips. It's a bag of poison surely. chips. Don't you just um, give? Isn't it? Well, I, don't, I don't even. No, you get a bag. You get a fish. You get a five bucks of chips from the fish and chip joint. Uh-huh. Arsenic or whatever poison you want to put on it, and just leave it on the beach. Those dumb cunts won't yeah. even know. They'll they won't know what. Swoop in the Trojan horse of seagulls. Yep, that'd be a good way to do it. Just like little poison. If you opened up a fish and chip shop that sold poison chips. At like minimum poison chips for the seagulls, <laughs> you'd make a million. Oh, you'd make so much money. You'd make a million dollars in minimum chips. Um, <laughs> Next no, question. That's a great idea. What happened to the old intro for the podcast? Have we stopped kicking the heads off of dead lepers before Mark rips into cunts? Mate, I agree with you. To be honest, <laughs> the old, the, the, old, the, the old, old one was a little cheesy title. though. What's the, the old, old one intro? Was was, Holy fuck! It's the Stepmates podcast. <laughs> it was great. Do you want? Do you want that back? Or I think he wants it back. Yeah, okay. Zane wants it back. Zane wants it back. Um, we'll get together. We'll chat. I used to I used to say that a lot just before we'd rip into the show. It's like, oh, boys, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off like a dead leper's head. Um, right. Well, the first, you know, the, what, the music that there's now isn't permanent. We just needed something to begin with, and we eventually want to do a cooler opening, but... For now, that's that's what we're with. Fuck you, Zane. Who do we know in the music industry that can rip us, to knock us up a decent uh, opening track? Who, uh, fucking, who's good? Like Sunk Lotto or... Oh, um, right, like a band. Like a band or someone. Don't Radio you know, head you know, or you something. Guys, you guys know good bands, right? <laughs> fucking, uh, you guys are music guys. Who, who's who's hot right now? No no one will talk Placebo to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just... I don't, who, who, who's good but also will give us the time of day? Ed Sheeran. How about Sheeran. Ah, oh, like Sheeran. We'll just call up yeah, Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call up Eddie. Third question. Last one, chaps. When you pull out the mailbag each week, do you actually prefer tons of shitty small Insta messages or three or four of the big long ones with stories and shit like this is becoming? I like both. I, I like both. I really like the long ones because it's like we're building a relationship with our listener base. But then also the quick fire ones are fun because it's like, would you rather eat shit or eat snot? And you're like, well, snot probably. And then we get into little arguments. Sometimes the little ones actually spur on bigger conversations as well, which is great. I may uh, start editing down some of these longer ones though because the, we've got another one coming up, which is quite long. A healthy mix of both. Um, yeah, I'd keep it to two paragraphs. And maybe maybe we do need to do some sort of editorial beforehand just to so you're not... 
Because you you read the questions beforehand, right? Uh, I I skim them. So, so maybe we fatigued. need to do some sort of like, you know, put them all together on one page. Yeah, well, that's what I've got like here. A, that's what like I've got a here. Brief fucking editorial. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep you know what, we'll keep going as they were sent in as we promised. I tell you what, we're gonna do though. Very soon, we're gonna open up a phone line for which people can. Uh, leave audio messages. Leave audio messages. Now, I think that will change the game because there will be a finite amount of time you can record in so that we can't go forever. Like yes. You know, two minutes max. Yes. Um, but that'll also mean that you guys get to have your voice on the podcast and we get to respond to you. Yeah, that'll be um, fun. That could be a cool way to do it. And then ultimately when we start filming this fucking thing, we can start rolling out um, like Theo Von does where you actually see the person. Oh, you see the person. You get yeah. to see your mug. Um, one eight hundred. I never know any of these people out. that you guys reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't listen to a lot You're of. You're a podcaster now. You got to start. Yeah. You got to get in there. I got to start. Re- I got to start researching. Get Next question industry. is from uh, Jack Cantle. G'day, lads. Got a rather lengthy and juicy question here. Sorry for the length in advance, but I guess uh, it'll give Seb his drama fix. I'm in grade twelve and schoolies is steadily approaching. One of my mates approached me asking if I wanted to go to Airly Beach. Airly. Airly. Uh, with him for schoolies. The plan was for him and his girlfriend, another couple and two of my mates, to drive 10 hours north to a share house in Ely Beach for a week and hit clubs in the beach before coming back. I thought it didn't sound too bad. I told him I wasn't certain just yet, though, as I wanted to see what my other mates were doing first. He told me that was fine, but they were booking soon, so I needed to decide within the next few days. Classic. However, I was discussing it in my maths class with some of my other mates, and we were thinking of going to the Gold Coast. They thought it was a big mistake me going to Ely Beach uh, when I could go to the Gold Coast three hours down south. The Gold Coast has also heaps of schoolies exclusive deals and parties which you can only get access to uh, when you yourself are a schoolie, whereas Ely offers only a schoolies all-ages party. Yawn. No. <laughs> it's in capitals. Uh, I thought about it and decided it was worthwhile asking around to see who was interested in Gold Coast just in case. Fast forward to when I'm in home class at the start of the next day. If I'm going to Ely Beach, today's the day I have to pay my friend a book. The others are messaging me on Snapchat, asking me if I want to go to the Gold Coast. My mate who invited me to go to Ely with him looks over my shoulder. He is pissed. This is a long one. <laughs> can, can we'll you, keep going. We'll keep okay, going. All right. Uh, who are you messaging? He asks. No one. It's private. I say, trying to hide my phone. If you weren't coming to Ely, you should have just told me, he angrily says. I try to explain to him that my mates are merely just asking me, but he's not having it. Out of pure spite, I decided then and there I'm going to the Gold Coast. Fair enough. So now me and five others are going to Goldie, and my place at the Ely Beach house has been filled by someone else. My final thoughts are that I could go with my mates to Ely Beach at any time of the year, since missing out in the schoolies all-ages party is a plus, if anything. Gold Coast is more of what I'm looking forward to, and I can only go now or never, as cringe as it sounds. Yet my best, closest mates are going early, whereas the blokes I'm going to Gold Coast with, I'm not as close with. My question to you boys is, did I dog the boys? Is schoolies really this big a drama? Probably not. What did you boys do for your schoolies? Is this question too long? Yeah. <laughs> Curious to hear all your thoughts. Sorry again if the question was too long. Wait, so what's... Sorry. What, so can you just sum up the lot? Like, what is the question? The question is, did he dig the boys by not going to early beach? Did he dog the boys? And, mate... This is a lesson that I think is going to is going to keep recurring in your life. You need to do what you want to do at all times. Yeah, right? I agree. And you need to be able to stand your ground and go, I'm I've decided that this is what I want to do. Your friends, if they don't respect that, they're not your mates. Do you know what I mean? I thought, they'll also get over it. Like you go to the Gold Coast, you're going to have a fun time. They're going to go to Early Beach. Like they're going to have a fun time. It'll, it, it's, it it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, and it's actually a bit of a magical time too. We, Lockie and I, actually went on schoolies together. Yeah, that was that was great. So my girlfriend dumped me day one, and I <laughs> ended up sharing an air mattress with uh, 
my friend Jay, <laughs> who we actually became really close friends. I was best man at his That's wedding. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. That's the sort of uh, That's the bonds. magic of schoolies. But at the same time, we had friends there that didn't come with us, and you know we're still friends with them as well. Yeah. So everyone gets over it. You've it's got to do what you think is going to be best for you. And like, hey, and if you want to go to the Goldie because it's got more puss. Go to the Goldie. Like, that's what it's all about. That's like, what it's all go, about. Like, fucking, I don't know what Ely Beach Schoolies is like. It sounds shit, to be honest. But if you're going it, with a mate and his couple and uh, his girlfriend and another mate and his girlfriend and two other fucking lame brains, that doesn't sound particularly conducive for what you want to get up to. Nah, you want a big group. You want to go to the fucking Goldie and go fucking nanas. Like, and honestly, this is just one of those things. Um, you've got to, there's nothing wrong with saying to your mates, this is what I want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. You've got to be able to do it, and it's something that will keep coming. Even when someone goes like, hey, man, do you want to hang out tomorrow night? It's like, you know what, man? I don't want to. That's okay. That's okay to say, I don't want to. Otherwise, yeah. you'll get caught up in this bullshit like... Trying to please everyone. Trying to lie as well. It's like, oh, no, nah, man, I'm going out with Lockie tomorrow night, which means I won't be able to get back until 8. And, and then people... That makes people not like you ultimately as well. Like, if, if you're just straight and you say like, look, this is, what, this is what's happening, like really want to go to the Gold Coast, like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You heard it here first. Lucky's advice, just be straight. Just be straight. <laughs> just be straight. <laughs> just be straight. Next one. Uh, this one is from Luke Christopher Patrick on Instagram. Oh, Luke Christopher Patrick. At Stepmates on Instagram, if you want to uh, send us a DM. Uh, glad you... Uh, g'day, you bunch of absolute cunts. Just giving you guys <laughs> a big motherfucking thumbs up for the podcast. Marky Mark, keep ripping into those fucking cunts out there. Absolutely loving the passionate anger coming out. Good Pure man. gold, mate. Keep it spicy, legends. Fuck yeah. All the best, Fuck boys. those coriander cunts, mate. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, hey, boys. This is from Suter. Susboy underscore Suter on Instagram. Hey, boys. Massive fan of the potty. Was just wondering, what do you think is the worst tasting beer and is craft beer overrated in your opinion? Cheers, boys. Uh, I... Used to think uh, craft beer is definitely overrated, but I, I think like once you just start drinking it, you do eventually kind of acquire a taste for it. And you do, I'd say, as long as you're not spending too much money on it, yeah. like if you're not paying like thirty dollars for a six pack. I tell you what, we went to a we went to a Bucks party a couple of weeks ago, and we went to a brewery and did like a little uh, a tasting, and every single one of them had were sour beers. Yeah, sour beers are fucking gross. That is I, I like no sour beers. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I went through I went through a, a sour beer phase. I, I just got I don't know. I get sick of like the same thing over and over again. I'm sick of sour beers now, but I like. Yeah. I'll, I I'll prefer come back the same thing over and over. I don't want to mix it up too much. Mm. I like kaiju. Kaiju's kaiju crush beer. is good. Beer. Those ones on Thursday for the Patreon podcast. The worst kind of beer is just what any beer that's meant to be served at like a room temperature or yeah, that's no good. Yeah. just just make it ice cold. I don't care. Just freeze it i um when i was in london once i i asked the 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 chick behind the jump i was like what's the best beer you've got here and she went over and she was like this one this is amazing this one this one's amazing you gotta try this one mate (laughs) and she went over to the fucking thing and she had to like it wasn't like a tap where you just gently pull the tap open and it just pours out yeah she had to like pump it out like <laughs> it's like, like syrup. That. And then I was like, oh, this this must be good. And then it came to me and it was legitimately room temperature, Oof. if not warm. Yeah, no. And so I gross. just could, I couldn't drink it. And then I gave it to one of the other blokes who I was with and he was just like, this is delicious. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, that and sour beers. I can get fucked. The, the names of the sour beers when we were at the brewery tour as well was one of them was like, Benny's fuck up. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. we accidentally oh, ordered craft, 400 craft, kilos. Craft beer names, like... 
no more fucking Star Wars puns. Yeah. If I have to see another like fucking yeah, Star right. Wars craft beer, anyone who makes craft beer who's listening, don't fucking call your beer after a Star Wars pun. You heard yeah. it first. That's the same as like, you know, there's a lot of these up in Smith Street in Collingwood where it's like, it's like a burger joint, but they're named after like dead black rappers. Yeah. It's just like Biggie Smalls <laughs> and like they're all the all the meals are a pun based even off their in, even songs. Even in Ballarat, there's the same thing. Is there really? There's like a big mural of Biggie on the wall. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what connection do you have? He was big. He was, he liked, he liked his food. All right, next. Got uh, big and small. Yeah. Next question here is from <laughs> Megan. Uh, hey, so I have a mailbag question from some boys at school. So I think she's a teacher. Uh, they want to ask you guys a male perspective on consent in light of the recent girls' school sexual assault petition. One of my boys thinks it's okay to slap a girl on the ass at a club, but is now wondering where the line is. They want to know the difference between a bit of flirtatious touching and sexual assault. Yeah. The the line... That is a spicy meatball. Yeah, press it. Spicy meatball. The line You're is... You're not wrong, Jim. You're not wrong. That is a spicy meatball. The line is no touching. That's the line. That's not the line. The line is no touching without consent. That's correct. That's the line. Con- yeah. Context is key. We can't teach kids about just the red lights because they that, that's a blanket rule. If that it, can never yeah. work. If you, but if, I mean, like obviously if you've got a girlfriend or a girl that you're seeing and you give each other a tap on the bum and that's like a thing that you both do, go for it. If you're at the club, don't fucking touch anyone on the ass that's like not expecting it. That's the key. But that's the, that's the key. Don't don't it always. I think I feel like they should be teaching this in schools anyway. Which is the, like, yeah. if you're gonna touch someone, like touch, per se, is not a bad thing. It's a it's a normal way for us humans to communicate. We've got verbal. We've got an emotional communication, like via language, and we've got touch, right? So if you touch someone on the hand or you touch someone on the shoulder, judge their body language and work out whether they're they're accepting of that or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise you're going to take out a whole parameter of the way we operate as humans. It 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 it's, it's also annoying if if you're like single and at a club, like if <laughs> you'll notice that girls are very like standoffish with any guy that approaches them, and it's because of the guys who fucking come in pinch their bum yeah like yeah come on to like it, it's it's annoying it's annoying for everybody guys and, it, and girls but especially girls it, it's i think it's an important thing particularly like kids in school right you've got to learn you've got to learn where where the fuck-ups will happen and the stakes at that level like you know if you stupidly you know pinch someone on the bum and they give you a how dare you that's a lesson that you should take in do you know what i mean that's that's a fucking lesson you should learn because obviously then there's a propensity for much graver consequences down the line because absolutely you know yeah. consent is key and you've got to learn but you've also got to learn like the social parameters of of how you should operate um and like my problem is we often teach them the red light so kids are often told that they can never touch and then they go to a club and they see some guy slap someone on the ass and they don't realize the context or the con, you know, the consent involved, the consent involved, and they go like, "Oh, I was lied to." It's the same with the drug theory that I've got. If you tell kids drugs are bad and you should never take them, the second they do, they think you're a liar. We should be teaching kids not just the red lights. Obviously, don't ever do anything without consent. You should be teaching them the green lights. Do you know what I mean? You teach them how how to you know how to how to know whether someone's comfortable or how to properly ask for consent without having to sit next to it. Like there was that. That video of the two kids in, in high school sitting next to each other on the bench and they're just like, this is the modern day flirting. And they're like, hello, Sandra, do you mind if I talk to you? Yes, that's fine, Matt. Do you mind if I reach? I'm just going to hold out my hand now. Is that okay, Sandra? I'm going to put my hand out here. Is that okay? You're comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with that, Sandra? 
Sandra, if you would like to, you may, if you would like to put your hand on top of mine, I would love to hold your hand right now. Yeah, and that's, it's obviously, that's not how it works. Like, that's, just not, that's not how you're going to. So, and there's no blanket rule, but do you know what I mean? It's like, if you put out a blanket, like red, red stop sign on everything, no touching, you can never do that. You can never do that. Like, yeah. um, that's, oh, oh, that's oh, not yeah. good. Yeah. And also, like, I think Mark's right in that, like, it is, it is like feedback and learning and even just asking the question is a good thing. Like, it, it, don't feel bad for asking a question that you might get an answer to that's like, no, you don't do that because you're learning. And that's that's okay. But just, you know, you evolve you've with the information it. that you receive. You've got yeah. it. And you've got, to, you've got to be able to make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, we have to have an environment where mistakes are okay and you're not going to be, like, depending obviously on the gravity of it. But I, I always see it as, like, being in high school is kind of like being in a dodgem car. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a guy standing above it going, hey, no bumping, no bumping, stop bumping, stop <laughs> bumping. Like the consequences aren't that fucking grave when you're in high school and you're just bumping around. Um, but to say to someone, like, to pull them out of the dodgem car and saying, hey, you're going to be charged with recklessly reckless driving causing death or something like that, that's a bit wrong. But it's, it's also not a propensity to say these guys are going to be a bad driver. But it's a good training ground, you know, follow the rules. You know, fucking respect it or else we're going to turn the game off um, and you're going to have to go stand on the side. And it's about the social rules. Everyone else should be able to gang up on the bloke and go, hey, it's Finger McGee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what it should be. Uh, and, um, <laughs> slappy, slappy Gilmore. It's all slappy Gilmore over here. Hello. Like that's, that's the responsibility. So it's a responsibility of your mates more than anything to bag him out if he thinks that it's okay to slap a chick mm. on the ass. Cause like, and do, uh, make, make sure you do bag him out. Yeah, give it to him. Fucking give it to him. Just go, hey, Finger McGee, Slappy, Slappy Gilmore. That's fucking great. Like, um, Slappy Gilmore sounds a little like it's celebrating. That's yeah, all right, all right. Well, <laughs> Maybe not Slappy Gilmore. That's yeah. what you call your mate when he's pounding one on the Slappy um, dumb head. Pokies. That's Slappy Gilmore. But consent is key. And kids should be learning more about consent. And it, consent is not just saying yes or no. It's about like there, there is much more subtlety to it. And the second they get out into the real world, um, they've got to understand that subtlety and they've got to navigate with that subtlety. So the sooner we can teach them about subtlety of consent and, and how it all works, like that's, that's, that's better. Uh, next question here is from Matt Nightingale. Uh, long-time fanboys. Mark, how often do you use your lawyer skills? Other than that Jim Penman cunt, what's a story when those skills have saved your ass or fucked another one? <laughs> Mate, they fucking constantly come in handy, the old lawyer skills, to be honest. Um, I actually think like, Got me out of a bunch of fines. A bunch of fines. A bunch of fines. Bunch of <laughs> sounds fines. Like, sounds like a segment. That's my segment. Bunch, bunch of, of fines. fines. Um, no, it comes in handy. Like when we're doing the Channel 7 deal, that comes in handy. I think it's um, more than anything, like a law degree at the moment is a bit like an arts degree. It's like everyone's got a fucking law degree. Do you know what I mean? It's like so fucking standard for people to go to law um, and they walk out with no, no real um, legal skills whatsoever. If anything, it's just a fucking degree in how to be clear. Um, and like in an email, I can be particularly clear. Like even today, random, random example, but I was right, was writing up a quote for a video series that we're doing for potentially a client. And it's about structuring that email in a really clear way. And that's what I got probably most out of law. Um, but in terms of what I use in terms of my legal skills, most of the time it's fucking campfire or camp chair lawyer. And it's cunts coming up and going, Hey, what would happen if like those sort of situations, it's your dodgy like, mates coming up yeah. being like, Hey, so I'm thinking about divorcing my wife, right? <laughs> How would I go about not paying her a single thing? You know, <laughs> and like that's and you just got to you know, you got to play those little games, or like um, um, I've, I've, you know, lots of people who have done like uh, oh, they got caught drink driving, or um, you know, I got my brother who was uh, who was charged with possession of a firearm 
uh, and evading police and then also then got done for uh, drug driving three or four times and he still hasn't gone to prison. I've, um, I've helped him out in every single one of those situations. So it's nice to be able to help your family out with a few legal skills occasionally. Um, but other than that, it's a completely useless degree and um, <laughs> there's absolutely no reason to get one. Uh, second last question. This is from uh, Ethan Port. Look, I just want to know why Sebi never got the PlayStation when Scott left for America. Oh, oh that's I very re- true. So there's some backstory, backstory to that. That's from the old podcast with hashtag Scott Dale. Um, he was going to America for a while and I was making a joke that while he was away for six weeks, talking to production studios, pitching his fucking movie, that I could have his PlayStation for that six weeks and I never got it. And he, he did agree to it though. <laughs> I know. Awful. And final question. Got a good one for the throbbing mailbox for you. This is from Kane Lyons. What's I love the most that throbbing's kicking off. Throbbing <laughs> is my favourite adjective for the mailbag. Uh, yeah, What's no, the most desperate material you guys have used uh, to wank before boys? I remember looking at the underwear section in the old Kmart catalogs after school back in the day. That's a good one. I actually, I have a very, very clear memory of the most depressing fucking wank I've ever had. Um, and this is, this is very revealing. It was a Herald Sun article with Chappelle Corby in a bikini when she was about to get sentenced. Oh, my God. And I had a dirty, rotten flog to the Herald Sun. It was bad. How dare you? Oh, fuck off, Greta. It was a, it was, was she looking attractive? She was... Yeah, she was younger. Like she's not looking what she did now. It was pre 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 prison Chappelle. It was pre pre prison Chappelle. Pre prison Chappelle. She had decent cans. How dare you? She did, Greta. Shut up. Shut up. Like desperate times call for desperate measures. Mine was a mine was a that's uh, hilarious. K Zone magazine. You know the K Zone. They're like the fucking teen magazine. (laughs) (gasps) How old were the girls in there? I was young. (laughs) 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 I was also young. Is it child porn if you're a child? I don't know. I, I think you're not allowed to own it. Well, it wasn't porn. It was literally just a chick. FBI, <laughs> <laughs> your fudge gun. They're coming, K-Zone. They're coming for you, Sam. <laughs> Lockie, that, what's have your... you still got that magazine? Or what's, what's going on? Yeah, Lockie, what about I, you, I mate? I think mine was pretty much identical. I had like a... It was <laughs> just the... The, like the the catalog, the Kmart catalog, or Target, or something like, like the that. underwear section. And I just, I, I just remember it was like a, it was in the toilet, so it just stayed there. So every now and then you'd return. <laughs> it was very grim. So oh you, just, it's, you, it's, you never got rid of it. It was nah. It was like a Kmart catalog. You couldn't tell, but there was like a lot of underwear models in it. This is sort of a sad. It's Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the mailbag, everyone. Thank you, you very beauty. much. It was it was rough growing up with it. Early 2000s. You've got mail. Here's your letter. And that was the mailbag, everyone. We uh, what a juicy mailbag! That was Holy our biggest one fuck. yet. Our biggest one yet. <laughs> lots of lots of spicy meatballs. Lots of um, lots of advice getting thrown around. I love the advice questions. Send us more advice. Yeah, no, Send I, us more I, life I, advice. I, I love like advice. That. Love advice. Life advice. Career advice. The question is, we, are we actually providing any value? Like, did we actually help old uh, Jacko Cantle? Did we actually help him out there? I hope so. I Jack, hope so. let us know. Let us know, mate. And there is a sticker pack coming for you, Jack, as well, because you were the only bloke that emailed Scott Dale. Sorry, we we will get onto that we're having some problems with our merch store at the moment because uh we they're just because of covid stuff they've they're not letting us in and it's it's all a fucking muck around so i think we might give them the might give them the boot and take all the merch look after it ourselves and then we probably do some fucking giveaways here on the podcast i reckon we do let's do some fun giveaways that should be fun so um also a bit bit a little bit of housekeeping the patreon has gone up to five dollars 
I know that's shocking. Uh, it was actually our mistake in the first place because we uh, we set all the prices at USD or U- United States dollar. Uh, so you're actually paying what was it five? We, it was six, all six, it was six, all fucking over the place. It was so all over thought, the fucking. Let's dollar. clear it off. Let's uh, let's just set it to five dollars Australian. That's it. That's the Patreon podcast. A Stewie now. Diver for the Patreon podcast, and it's a real fucking laugh. Last week we tested the bag. We 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 ended up having a few drinks. Got pretty loose in here. Got pretty loose. It was a little bit more reckless than yeah, uh, than yeah, this podcast. Yeah, um, a little less careful. Little uh, little spicier. But we've got some <laughs> grand plans for the Patreon podcast. We're not stopping that. We're at the sixth episode for this one. We've got five Patreon podcasts up there. Ready. To we've rock. got fucking heaps, and when there's no signs of stopping, we're in a we're in a real pattern now. Um, so we're giving heaps of value out on the Patreon podcast. Um, and we thank all of our patrons once again. They still keep fucking flying through. They do. It's very, it's very cool. It's very fucking cool. Like, I feel like we're, we're, we're just beginning. And this podcast is like, we're not really advertising it. We're not really getting out there. There's no, there's no video content. There's nothing like no. what we're building, I think is a, is a really cool community. And we're, we're really stoked for everyone that's coming in. We've got a fucking throbbing mailbag, 10 fucking mailbags this week. Holy fuck. Like it's, it's beginning. It's growing. Um, and we, we couldn't be more happy. So thanks for, uh, thanks for driving with us, uh, jumping in the car, going on this road trip that is the Stepmates podcast. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans, more life advice, more, more sexual more assault cons- chat. Period conspiracies. Less Let's raping at Parliament House. Let's do it, boys. It's, uh, it's the Stepmates podcast. We'll see you next week. Have Bye. a good week. See ya.